Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Ben Rogers from Resurrected Strength out of Brucerd, Louisiana. What's going on, Ben? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing well myself. Did I pronounce your city right? Oh, my gosh. Broussard. Broussard, Louisiana. Broussard, Louisiana. When I said it, I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure I, I said that incorrectly there. But but awesome. I appreciate you for joining today, um, giving some of your time to talk a bit about your facility, what you have going on. Um, but sweet, let's not waste any time here. How did you get started? You started a year ago. Um, what is it that made you want to get started with owning your own fitness facility? So about three years ago, I used to work for a gym called Hub City Fitness. Okay. Um, and they had a training company inside uh, called Apex Training. And I worked for them about three years or so. And uh, I saw me, myself as a trainer starting to grow. Um, and I kind of just seen, not to say that, you know, the company I was working for was doing anything wrong, but the key thing that I've always seen missing in the fitness industry is mental health aspect. So everybody, you know, everybody wants abs, everybody wants to look a certain way. And uh, I just always felt like there was something that was always missing, which to me is bigger than just fitness and health, mental health. Because if your mind, if I can take control of your mind and help you with anything you have mentally, then physically is easy. So kind of just seen that, uh, saw things kind of turning for good. Uh, I had a lady actually, I was training, she was like, um, she said, hey, why do y'all charge so much? And I'm like, well, you know, I work for this company. I don't even make it, make the prices. Uh, I just enforce them. She's yeah. like, well, you know, I own a preschool, this, this, and this. Me and my husband may invest with you. And I was like, really? I might invest? And she told me, give her like a number, I think, uh, Jim would cost. I kind of gave her a number. And long story short, basically, she didn't invest with me. So she was like, yeah, let's do this. And then the minute I started moving, because I moved pretty fast, whenever I have something in my mind, she was like, oh, no, uh, you know, I'm not ready just yet. So I was like, all right, well, I already kind of started the process looking for buildings, different, uh, different things like that. So like, let's just see how much this costs. And then my trainer at the time, so I had a trainer, a guy training me. Um, he was kind of, he used to own a gym like 30, 20 years ago. And he was like, hey man, it costs this much, that much. Gotta get the mirrors, gotta get the floors, this, this, and this. Yeah. And uh, everything kind of fell into place. They had another gym closed, closed called Snap Fitness. Okay. Uh, and the guy had to get out of there within like a month. Uh, span of time so I go in there uh, and he gives me a certain price whatever I buy up all the equipment he had in there I bought the floors I bought the mirrors wow. off the wall like so that kind of happened and then I had all this stuff sitting in storage just for like six months mirrors everything all the equipment and then uh, one of my buddies passed down the street of where this gym is uh, he works down the street he said hey man I don't know if you could do anything with this but uh might be too big might be too small but uh, I think you should check it out so came in check it out uh and kind of just went from there so Awesome. Awesome. Now I would love for you to give the listeners your own elevator pitch of resurrection strength and the services that you guys offer. Okay. So uh, for now, the services we offer is personal training only. Uh, we used to offer hit classes. We may be offering that soon. Uh, we also offer athletic training too. So I do have a couple of time slots that we offer where it's strictly just uh, athletes. It can be college athletes, high school, middle school. So Kind of all just depends on what you're looking for there. But like I said, personal training is our main focus. Okay. Uh, and then we have athletic training and then classes. Okay, cool. So you're offering 
you know, mainly personal training here. You do a little bit of group training. You also train athletes as well. Um, that leads me to my next question about how many members are you currently serving right now? Uh, I have 31 clients and the other trainer that I do have, she has about 10. Okay. Sounds good. So you have them paying on more of a paper class package. Right. Um, that's okay. Uh, you, on a monthly basis, depending on if they're here two days a week, three days a week, we kind of charge them monthly and then okay. we kind of go from there. Okay. So, so you do a, a monthly payment model instead of having them pay for like class packs. Right. Forever, right. Okay. Okay, very smart. A, a lot of personal training places do the, um, you know, pay per, pay monthly class packages. And I always say, um, you know, if it's not reoccurring revenue, you can't track it. So like, let's say you, you decide you want to exit the business someday, sell the business. Um, you can't count that revenue if people are just, you know, paying per class. Um, right. Awesome, awesome. So, so what size is the, is the facility that you're in right now? Uh, it's about 6,000 square foot, and then the building itself is sitting on about two acres. So we go outside a lot, do a wow. lot of with the athletes. Uh, soon we're going to get some tires outside, too, so we can flip some tires. But, yeah, 6,000 square foot and about uh, two acres of land. Cool, cool. So a lot of space, a lot of room to grow. Um, I don't know I don't know if you know the the statistic. It's, it's usually for about a, every 1,000 – square foot of workout space you could usually fit like a hundred members um you know based off memberships um what is is it you're in your interest at all right now to continue growing hit the gas see some new faces or are you comfortable with the number that, you, that you're at right now oh no i would love to you know push the pedal and get more people um the ultimate goal besides getting more trainers would be to have a public gym with a personal training studio inside of it so that way you can kind of reach more people or you can kind of encourage people, hey, you might train with me uh, two to three days a week, but on your off days, the other side of the gym, you can go do treadmill, whatever the case is, stuff like that. So kind of like a like an open gym model with that does personal training as well. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome, very smart. And, and since you are wanting to see some new faces, help some more people, um, what are you doing actively right now to aid that growth process? So as far as now, uh, we try to put out flyers. I kind of... Cool. I've been the um, process or, or my thought process behind everything is the more you see us, the more you know about us. So if it's, you know, I tell my trainer the same thing as she tries to grow, get more clients, the less they see us or out of sight, out of mind, they don't think about us. So right. besides social media promoting and trying to post videos and show how we train clients and show transformations and stuff like that. Uh, we try to post flyers everywhere we can. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Being, um, you know, involved in the community and, and word of mouth is always so important in building that that steady, strong base of uh, members that you have. Um, and it really shows like proof of product, right? If your members are willing to, you know, refer other people or people are coming in based off flyers to support you. Um, but the, the one downside that I'd say is it's hard to make a game plan out of growth for that, right? So although let's say last month you were able to get, you know, five to 10 new clients based off, you know, the flyers you put up or um, the word of mouth. Um, it's hard to look at the, you know, the next coming months and be able to say that the growth will continue at the same pace. Um, have you ever tried anything like, like digital ads or paid ads, paid advertising? No, I never really tried any. Uh, when I first came with training, I did, but I never really tried as far as with this business 
uh, paid advertisement just yet. I probably okay. should. I'm not the best at marketing. I'm trying to research and kind of look at people that's kind of above me and kind of see like, okay, what works for them? How are they doing certain things so I can implement the same things? Uh, yeah. But yeah, probably in the future, we're definitely looking into doing that. Right, right. And, and definitely, I mean, it's a skill within its own too. I mean, of course, as a business owner, sometimes you have to wear all the hats and learn things that you didn't necessarily sign up for. Um, but but it is a skill within its own to focus on the things that really move the needle forward for you. And if, you know, training or, or being there day to day, the community outreach is what moves the needle forward for you as of now, um, then it's good that, that your time goes towards that as well. Um, yeah, but but paid ads is it has helped so many gym owners. It's pretty crazy how you could create like a like a lead generation generation system and you know, you could use an ad, you figure out your marketing angle, how to run a campaign on Facebook, you could use an ad for, you know, over a year and a half. So once you figure out how to run a decent ad, it's pretty much like turning a button on and off to, right. you know, being able to get leads in on a pretty consistent basis. Um, definitely, what else are you doing to, to get members in as of now? I know you just started your, your gym ownership this past year. Is there anything else that you're doing? uh besides the flyers and just word of mouth uh transformations would probably be the number one way so like when a transformation kind of travels and social media everybody kind of looks like oh who's that how'd they get certain results um and the best type of ads to run too transformation ads are the ones that that really kill it um not only like transformation challenge ads but even showing your members transformations Right. running that as an ad as well so they can trust you a little bit more yeah right right and, and it keeps them you know involved having them doing a challenge you know trying to get to that end result know what the end result looks like you know when you're doing a challenge to lose 15 pounds and right you know six weeks it's like okay this is what the end mark is for me and then you know we help them get there right we're right we're also looking into some uh a referral system so like it yeah. may be I know I did it at one part of the year, but we may look into, hey, if you get somebody to sign up for a month or say two to three months at a time, you get a free month. That way they kind of have an incentive of like, okay, cool. If I get my friend to come, I get like some cash back in my pocket. So kind of helps. Right. That. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I know you are trying to see, you know, some type of growth right now. What's like that hypothetical number that you're trying to get to, um, you know, membership base. As far as for me, uh, I'd probably could max out at 40 or so clients. Um, okay. it's not necessarily a goal. Like it is a goal, of course, to have more clients, reach more people. But my main goal is to get more trainers inside the facility. That way I can reach more people. Um, because, yeah. uh, I only can reach so many people at one time. So besides my online training business, I have also, um, I'm trying to get more trainers in here. That way we can kind of spread the word and help people more, uh, than just me. Yeah, not only that, free up your time, right? I mean, I think it's a, a, a struggle, especially when you first start a gym for almost every personal training studio. You know, uh, usually the owners are pretty involved in training and it's hard to take a step back from that, um, you know, and pass your clients to someone else so that you could focus on the actual business side of things. Would you say that's, you know, within your goals or something that that you were trying to get to eventually to maybe have a staff so that you could take a step away from training or is your focus, do you enjoy, you know, being there training um, day to day? Uh, it's kind of both. I really enjoy training. I mean, I train 
from about 5 a.m. till about 6 p.m. with maybe one to two hour breaks here and there. Uh, I really love it. I know it's not sustainable to keep yeah. working the same schedule uh, five to six now. a week. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, the ultimate goal besides me still training uh, would be to where I can kind of hand off, like you said, hand off some clients and kind of free up my space. But with that space being free, like you said, uh, I'm going to be able to build the business even more and grow the business more, do things like camps, do certain things and market and help the business right. grow as a whole, opposed to just me, you know, working all day. I don't have enough time to do those things. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of people get into gym ownership with like, you know, a passion for helping people for changing lives um, because they've done it forever. They personal train forever. And they kind of forget that there's this whole business side of things to where, you do have to learn to market at a sense. You do have to learn to be good at sales and, you know, have some type of small sales team or at least be able to do it yourself. You have to be able to track your numbers, um, you know, be good at accounting. Um, and, and people kind of forget that. Um, cool. But a question that I do like to ask here, just because I think it's a good way for you to reflect on even the past year that you've been a gym owner. Um, but what was something that was more difficult than expected when it came to starting your own fitness facility? Um, COVID, even though COVID has, you know, slowed down, right when I opened the gym, you know, certain people ask, because it's a privately owned gym and we don't have as much space, you know, people ask, hey, how are y'all gonna clean in there? How are y'all gonna disinfect? Because even though, you know, I came out of a public gym where it's kind of, you have a lot more room, things are more spread out. It's right. a little more personal here. Uh, at my gym, you know, one of the things that was kind of hard, people started asking questions, how do you clean? What should we do clean? We vacuum probably every day. Uh, we wipe down equipment, we disinfect uh, every single day. So it's like, that was kind of a hardship. And then where I was, I uh, moved maybe 10 minutes or so down the road. So some people that already had a hard time training with me where I was to drive another 10 minutes, you know, for them, that was kind of hard. So I lost a few clients at first because of that, but Besides that, once we kind of, you know, we started up, we started started rolling, people started finding out about us, you know, I, I filled those spots. Yeah, definitely. And, and even the touching on the cleaning aspect, you have a pretty big facility for, um, you know, the size. Most people that I talk to that are personal training, um, you know, have a similar business model to yours. They're usually sitting at like 1,800 square foot. So, you know, you triple that. And all of a sudden, more time that you have is going towards cleaning, towards, you know, disinfecting, especially after COVID. Now that stuff is, you know, even more important than before. Mm -hmm. And it's on the rise right now. So Right, right. Um, now, if you could wave, let's say, a magic wand here, let's say a magic business wand, have your business be in the exact position that you want it. Um, what would that really look like to you? The perfect business. Wow. Okay. So the perfect business would be. Like I said, a uh, personal training studio inside of a massive public gym um, with maybe like a sauna, pools in there, uh, you know, different things like that uh, with a nutritionist inside. Even like I'm almost in the, in the spectrum of having like a psychiatrist in there too, because like I said, besides uh, people coming here to be healthier as physically healthy, uh, mentally, I feel like it's the biggest thing that besides the world struggling with the fitness industry struggles with. So yeah, having a facility like that, that has psychiatrists and has kind of like a one-stop shop to where like, Hey, when I go to this gym, it's bigger than just fitness. So yeah. No. My perfect like gym for me. Right. And something I've noticed across, um, you know, the U S with after COVID talking to gym owners is so many of them are trying to become 
like a one-stop shop, like you said, and, and offer a variety of services, things like even acupuncture, you know, massage therapists, um, chiropractors within their facility, um, because it does make you more valuable, right? And it makes more sense as a member for me to stay with you if you're offering all these different things. Right. If you're offering, you know, nutrition, accountability, supplements, you it's like, all right, well, this guy has everything. Why would I go anywhere else? Right. Um, but, but, but breaking that goal down, kind of, what do you think is like the first step or you know the bottleneck that you're facing to get to that point to switch to that model of having an open gym um and doing personal training as well would you say do you need do you need a bigger facility or could you do it within the facility you're in now uh i, I could probably do it in the facility i'm in now i probably wouldn't like it just because it's a little small because i mean right. i've been the gym that i bought all the equipment from their gym was around the same size, not a little bit smaller, and they they were a public gym. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I probably could do it, uh, but I would love for it to be at least, if we're 6,000 square foot, at the very least 15,000 or so, 12,000 or so, uh, just because I'd be more comfortable. But I probably could make it work. It's just one of those things I'm kind of OCD with having certain things perfect and just having yeah. enough room to where nobody's kind of like on top of each other. Yeah, and... and so what do you think is like the, the first step so that you could uh, uh, eventually get to that point of, you know, growing to a bigger size facility and being able to have the business model that you want? I'd probably say first step, uh, hiring trainers. That way, you know, it's more income coming in, more revenue. Uh, and then the word starting to get out even more because we have more trainers. Then, you know, you take that and we're starting to save, put money off the side, and then we build something bigger. Uh, and then we would just start from there. To me, that'd be the number one thing, having more trainers so that you have staff. Yeah. Like I said, if it's just me and say my other trainer, I mean, who would be really hard once we both like super maxed out, so. Right, right. I mean, there is a such thing as growing too fast, right? And on, on one side, it's like, you know, not enough trainers, too many members, and then it flips. And then you may have too many members, not enough trainers. So that'll always be, you know, a battle that you're facing. So kind of finding that in between and being prepared to grow um, and then having the game plan for once you get the trainers, like, let's hit it in this direction. This is how we're going to start growing. That's super important as well. Um, cool, cool. But I wanted to touch a little bit on, um, you know, the different layers of services that you guys offer. I know you do some private training. Do you do any type of nutrition, accountability? Is it more of a fully ta tailored private training service? Yeah, so like uh, once a client signs on, uh, we ask them what their goals are. Okay. And uh, I'm not certified in nutrition just yet, but because my background, I have a degree in kinesiology and I've been doing this for three to four years. Uh, I give them a meal plan based on what their goals are. Mostly macros we focus on. Um, but yeah, we give them a meal plan, give them a supplement guide, tell them, hey, look, we want you to do this amount of cardio or maybe don't do as much cardio. Uh, so we kind of do kind of the whole spectrum that makes sense. Like you get personal training, plus you get meal prep tips or meal plan if you want. Some people like to do their own things, but they just really want, hey, give me a couple of tips here and there. But yeah, we definitely offer them nutrition uh, with a supplement guide too. So that's yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, being a one-stop shop is super valuable um, and, and offering things like maybe supplements, nutrition, accountability. Like these are all things that probably at least 30% of your members are going to be buying outside of your facility, something like um, a protein powder, a BCA, 
Um, you know, even getting a nutritionist to write them up a meal plan. So if you could offer insight, it just makes, you know, you yourself more valuable to your members and your members more valuable to you in the form of being able to make more money, make more profit. Um, so, so very smart. Do you plan on getting back into like group training, semi-private training? Have you ever thought of going semi-private? Uh, the only problem with semi-private, you just can't reach as many people. I mean, it's, I used to do it when I first started. I would only train one-on-ones. It wasn't any group training, literally just one person at a time. But then you start looking at all the people you can reach if you kind of put some of them together. And of course, when I put people in groups, I always make sure it's kind of like uh, same types of people. So you never right. want to put, say, a bodybuilder with a person who's a tennis Trying player. Like it's, a bunch of weight, yeah. Right, right, or that. Yeah, somebody says, hey, man, I want to lose 100 pounds. And somebody's like, well, I want to gain 80 pounds or whatever <laughs> it's this. You know, you kind of don't put them together because they're going to bump heads. It's like, well, why are you training me like this? And so, uh, yeah, semi-private is it's fun. You know, you get to know the client really well and you really get to reach them. But like I said, it's just so many people you can't reach. Plus, some people like having a partner. It kind of, you know, it's an accountability thing. If I'm lifting and I see my partner on the side of me, he's clapping for me or he might be lifting a little bit heavier than me. It kind of motivates me to kind of be on the same speed they're on. So. Mm-hmm. So, so if you want to, to reach more people, um, I mean, it, it is difficult to do that with private training as well. The only reason why I even bring up semi-private was mostly because I've just seen, you know, what would, that's been the thing now after COVID is that most gyms are switching to, like a small group, semi-private type of model. Um, and then being able to charge more money, you know, see more members within one hour, um, you know, while still being there and be able to be accountable. If you have three to four people, maybe max out at five, um, you're still able to, you know, be there for the most part, like you said, if everyone is a similar training style and so forth. Yeah. So the main uh, I try personally, I try to go anything more than three. I've tried four people for yeah. just a little, like, like right. unless it's really like, this is three. I would be people. pushing it. Right, right, right. If you got, now nah, if you got all athletes, that's different. Hey, right. like, you're doing a box jump, you're doing this, you're doing that, it's different. But when you, as far as like a regular person, like, hey, I'm just trying to lose lose weight, get back in shape. If you got five of those, really tough. Uh, three seems to work perfect for the most part. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of where we're at on that. Max out okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, so we know what you want for your business now, right? We, we know you want um, to help people to change lives um, to eventually expand and blow your facility up to, um, you know, a, a larger, get to a second location, get a larger facility. Um, but what is it that you want from your business, right? What's that big picture for you? Um, that why, what do you want the business to give back to you? Ooh, that's a tough question. I've never, uh, Never thought about that. I mean, other than uh, not that that's like my main goal or main purpose for having this gym. I mean, to be financially stable so that I can even reach more people, maybe on a different end, not just say fitness wise, maybe helping with charities or stuff like that. Um, So, yeah, I would say financially only because, like I said, just to reach more people in general. So kind of the same thing my business is already doing, which is reaching people so that when it gives back to me, I kind of do that again and reach more people. Awesome. Awesome. And I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode, Ben. But before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to your website, your social media pages, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. 
off and now we have no website we currently is under construction right now but uh instagram and facebook is at resurrected strength um so you can follow follow us on facebook follow us on instagram um but yeah that that's follow us on instagram facebook and then we'll see you guys on there yes you guys check them out resurrect resurrection strength make sure you check them out um and we absolutely appreciate your time i look forward to seeing what you could accomplish down the road um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but... Don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive into the trenches with gym owners and talk the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I am your host, Austin Montero, joined today by Elizabeth Cat Elizabeth Katsaris of Fit Plus in Columbus, Ohio. Elizabeth, how are you today? Doing well. How about you? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Thank you for taking the time to... To join us today in the Jim Lawrence podcast and uh, showcase your story. It's going to be fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. Got it. Let's dive in. Uh, so why a gym? Why a personal training studio? Why the, the business? The, uh, why, why choosing fitness as your, as your outlet here and as your career? What led to that and why, why have you decided to do that? Um, well, you know, I, I guess fitness for everybody comes into play at some point more so just for um you know college appearance sake right I'm going to work out so I can stay in shape and just from that grew a passion for watching uh, you know people reach their goals and accomplish you know pretty pretty impressive stuff it's been it's been nice to just see um transformations happen with people and you know just helping people become stronger and live healthier lives and um, I always joke that my favorite quote was Jack LaLanne. I exercise for the quality of life I want to be able to enjoy. And yeah. it's just really nice to see how you can help improve people's quality of life um, and their overall, you know, happiness. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's amazing. It's, uh, I think we have a super unique career where not many other jobs can you affect people's lives on a daily basis through our coaching, through our interaction, through what our business provides. So yeah, I agree totally. Basically to a, inspire others to do things that inspire them in the, in the healthiest way possible let's stay on that point for a second elizabeth and, and we talked about this off air uh the reason you decided to name your business fit plus um was more just more more than just about working out as we talked about what is uh what is that meaning of the business name what's the whole over-encompassing idea behind that can you hear me You there, Elizabeth?
Can you hear me? Why is this frozen? <clears throat> that song. Are you there, Elizabeth? Are you there? Can you hear me or no? Can you hear me or no? It's frozen on my end. I don't know why. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text it. Hands. Oh, there we go. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's still kind of broken up. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, let's give it a second. We, we, can, we can just start it over. No big deal. Um, I feel like it's trying to catch up here. You're still frozen a little bit on my end. Okay. Can you hear me, though? I do. I hear you now. Yes. Okay. Uh, do you hear me? Yeah, it's like you froze for like a couple minutes there, and then it, I know it hopped off. And then yeah. right now it's like you're like like a five second delay when you speak to me so okay let's give it a second let's see if it catches up i think it's just gonna for whatever reason how's the weather there okay um today is rainy yeah. um but we had a few degrees this week yeah and then sunny so how about up in connecticut oh it's actually been nice yesterday was like freaking 65 degrees which is like awesome yeah. yeah, I'm ready for spring and summer. I, I do. I'm not a big fan of the winter. Ah, I like I the snow. Sun, you know? I need that sun on my body. It's just like, ugh, ugh. But yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's today's pretty. Today's warm, but it's kind of gray and you know. Rainy. Yeah. All right. Let's, Same. Uh, all right, I think we're better. We're gonna. We just want to start over. Obviously, sure. we'll go to. We'll give it a shot, and uh, we'll just see what happens. Okay. Sounds like, good. Do that clap thing again, and we'll, we'll dive back in. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> All right. Welcome back to the Gym Lords podcast, where we dive into the trenches with gym owners and talk the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero, joined today by Elizabeth Katsaris from Fit Plus in Columbus, Ohio. Elizabeth, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us. Uh, appreciate you taking time today and uh, I'm looking forward to this. So let's get after it. Why did you choose to go down the route of being a, a business owner in the fitness world? What, what led you to that decision? Um, well, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like fitness enters people's lives at an early age just to be in shape and to, you know, look good. And, you know, as you start to get older and you start to realize that it's, you know, goes a lot deeper than that and how you can inspire other people um, to just live and lead a healthier life. Um, you know, I was saying one of my favorite quotes is Jack LaLanne, I exercise for the quality of life I want to be able to enjoy. And it's just really nice to work with people and see um, how their quality of life improves just through, you know, spending a few simple sessions with you a week. Um, just watch them get stronger and feel better and the confidence that that brings as well. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome what we get to do on a, you know, 
day in and day out basis or even just a few times a week um, to have a, such a positive impact on people's life uh, through health and through fitness is I think incredible. And I think a great way to, uh, we'll say move society forward like overall. So I love that you're, uh, I love you here. I love we're taking the time today. Uh, I want to talk about uh, first your actual physical location, Elizabeth, when did you guys open and when you chose your, your space? Um, what made you choose that actual physical location in, out there in Columbus? Um, well, actually, um, you know, my husband and I have probably over 50 years combined, combined experience working. I've owned other businesses. Um, and honestly, what led us to this, I was out front playing with my kids and there was a gentleman walking his dogs and yeah. he was a personal trainer around the corner. And so we struck up conversation and what it boiled down to at the end of the day is he was looking to leave the personal training business and get into um, dog care business. Wow. And we were looking to get out of, you know, grinding for everybody else and mm. start our own business. And so it was more, it wasn't necessarily that we chose the space. I guess you could maybe say that the space chose us. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when we first bought him out, it was just one building, um, one unit in the building um, that was primarily set up. And then, you know, I kind of looked at my husband and I said, you know, I want to try something in that space. I want to try running a small group. And basically what I would do is Saturday mornings would be my morning to go and set up stations around this little 1100 square foot place. And I'd have, you know, first four or five people that went out on a limb to try and come and you know, I was like, just come and see if this, this will work. And, you know, eventually I started growing. Um, we, a year into our business, expanded into the unit next to us um, and created an overall like dedicated small group area where we've got um, eight TRX rigs up on the wall on pull-up mount. We have spinning bikes. We have, you know, all kinds of dumbbells. And so I guess at that point we did, ch we chose to expand because, you know, all we had to do was cut a hole in the wall and we doubled our square footage. Yeah. Very cool. I mean, that's, yeah, it's what a serendipitous story, huh? Somebody's walking their dog and you see them and then he is thinking of selling his business and you just happen to be there. That's very, that's very cool. I appreciate you sharing that. It makes us think like, you know, I don't believe in any kind of coincidence. So I think that happens no. for a reason. I think things happen for a reason at, at that at that time for a specific reason so that's yeah. very cool very well, cool and it's, yeah it's been very um like our family we've been through quite a lot about um, was injured in a um biking accident and he's a quadriplegic and so what's been um you know everything happens for a reason if we didn't have that location and if we didn't have the dedicated like fit plus family we have I wouldn't be able to just go 0.7 miles to work and, you know, buzz home to check on things here and go back to be there. You know, if you're working for somebody else, there's only going to be so much patience for that. Being 0.7 miles away, given what the situation that we're in, you know, it is, it's like, wow, okay, this is, you know, this is what's kind of meant to be, right? Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it, it is pretty, uh, for lack of a better word, crazy how things uh, kind of work out like that. And an advantage to be close to home, I would imagine for you with what you guys have gone through in the last few years. Um, 
So yeah, thank you for sharing that. I know it's very personal and I appreciate that. Um, is your husband able to be in the business at all? Are you doing everything on your own with your team? Um, I mean, it's primarily me. We have one person that has, or two people that have been helping us with some training. Okay. Um, that's honestly, we have the most unique, in my opinion, of course, yeah. uh, clientele. They're, they're truly family. Um, we have a, John had a longtime client that she actually, after he got hurt, went through, she's a physician's assistant is her, is her background, but she hadn't been working. And she said, you know, I'm thinking about getting my personal training license. And if not feels up to it, to come in and coach people, like I could be his body, like I set stuff up, move stuff around, helps him with that side of things. Yeah. And then what it, what it kind of grew into that has been is um, she's picked up a large clientele base and she just, she does it all for the benefit of the gym. She doesn't take anything in return. Um, and she's just really, you know, stepped into a, a beautiful role there to kind of help us with, you know, our clientele and whatnot. And then, you know, when John, he's been going through some, some challenging times here recently, and we're trying to get to a, a better place where, you know, it's a business where when he feels good, I don't know of anywhere else that, you know, you could go in work when you feel good. And the days that you're not feeling good, you just say, I can't today. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's uh, really awesome to hear. Um, one of your team members there is so open to doing that and help in that capacity. That's, that's incredible. And I'm sure that speaks to the community you guys have created there over the past five years. And uh, like we talked about earlier, uh, Elizabeth, let's dive into the business a little bit here. What is your, what is your uh, bread and butter? Is it more PT or is it more the group side? What's the bigger part of the revenue stream right now? Um, you know, obviously generate more revenue just because you're getting, you know, more dollars per head. Uh, but that being said, I mean, small groups, um, they're, they're holding their own, you know, it's, it's something to be said for when you can, you know, put four people in a room and that does of it, they, they hold their own, but definitely the PT has always kind of been the primary income earner, especially when John was there full time, yeah. you know, he'd go in starting at five 30 in the morning and he'd have half hour appointments straight through back to back until six so that of course always is going to generate more revenue just because you can charge more sure. and you know you can just line them up in those 30 minute sessions so you guys are are you guys still doing 30 minute sessions you stuck with that yeah yeah okay. now with build in a 15 minute buffer on each end yeah. just uh, and that's kind of become um I guess an almost expected, you know, people then can come in and warm up and then yep. they can kind of cool down. Um, and it gives us time to, you know, wipe down and kind of transition to the next client. So yep. it's worked. Um, obviously the income isn't what it used to be, but, um, again, given our life situation at the moment, it it's, it's working for us. Gotcha. 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 Yeah, since you brought up the COVID part, which just obviously it's been a massive uh, part of our industry the last two years. Um, how has that impacted you guys uh, in Ohio there? What's what's it look like? Um, for us personally, yeah. like 
the the accident with John was a far bigger blow than COVID. Um, COVID almost helped us because we are such a small, tight knit gym. Um, and people were wanting to be able to come in with low risk. Um, you know, they know that I take, you know, cleaning very seriously. Uh, our gym people joke that it never even smells like a gym. Hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we take it, I take it very, um, to heart that it's clean and it's presentable for everybody. You know, it's my home away from home. So for us, COVID almost was, was almost helpful because people were seeking that out, seeking out that, you know, safe environment. Yeah. I've seen that a lot across the country. I'm talking with other gym owners that personal training has seemed to have thrived where the group model, bigger, larger group has uh, maybe been hit a little bit harder just because, you know, Whatever it is, reluctance to come to the group or the club, oh, yeah. or, or twenty thousand other reasons. So, um, yeah. So that's that's uh, that's good to know, that you guys. Uh, that it wasn't a major impact. So awesome to that. I think we had something like thirty-five percent of gyms and training studios close. So yeah, the fact that we're open is like amazing and incredible, right? Yeah. Um, yep. Elizabeth, how have you guys over the past what five years here gone about um, marketing to acquire clients uh, to get people in the door? What have you guys done in terms of that? Honestly, um, it, I guess, again, we're very fortunate. We haven't done a ton. We have a lot of people that find us. It's through their own Google searches, not through us pushing any kind of campaign, ad campaign or anything. Um, we were very fortunate that the rec center that we both worked at at the time isn't far from here. It's just one community over. And quite a few of our clients just uh, actually, when John transitioned over, basically all his clients just came came over with him. Um, and it was nice because with the community rec center that he was at, you know, part of their taxes just automatically pay their, their rec center due. And then the personal training stuff was separate. So it's not like we were necessarily, you know, taking from any of their, their um, yeah. you know, customers. We just, they can't, they just chose through us and we no longer had to pay subcontractor fees. Right. Um, so for, we've been very fortunate with that. You know, John had a very good relationship with all of his clients. I've always had very good relationships with my clients. And, um, you know, we've had, we have people that we just, I'll do anything to keep my doors open for them because they've just, they're, they're there and they will stay committed. Yeah. I love it. And I think you hit on it with the, relationship piece like we're obviously in the fitness business but it's also relationship business uh, coaching business accountability business community business all that stuff kind of wrapped into into one thing so um definitely a lot of responsibilities on our hands for sure have you guys ever tried any digital marketing or uh, no any- honestly i mean we have a facebook page um and i'll throw stuff on there on occasion um but we honestly i mean we've had different services reach out to us, you know, like a group on or what, whatnot. And, um, honestly, right now I have three young kids. And then of course my husband is disabled. So right now what it boils down to is the hours in the day. Right. So, you know, sure. We could shoot out a big campaign to try and draw in new business, but then at the same time, you don't want to be the knucklehead who puts that out there and then can't accommodate people. Yeah. That was going to be my, yeah, I was going to, you nearly touched on it. Like, yeah if 20 people walked in the door right now, are you in a position to even take 20 people like and serve them to the best of your ability? Right. Exactly. And that's, I don't want to do anything, Yeah, you know, 
halfway. I just, I want to make sure that if there's people coming in, I can be helpful and present. And, you know, if I all of a sudden am stretching my days too thin, it's very hard to be present. hundred percent. Yeah. You just get burnout and, and that happens quick, you know, in this industry, burnout is a, is a real thing for coaching and yep. training all day. Is it a goal of yours, um, Elizabeth, to get to that point and we can have that influx of new people, um, whether it's into the group model or PT model? Um, are, is that a, kind of a focus at this point in time to get to that point? Yes. I mean, okay. I do. Um, you know, I need to grow this business. Um, I mean, period, right? You got you keep doors open and then, you know, beyond keeping doors open, of course, you want to, you know, make a provide for your family. So yes, of course, I am determined. We're just trying to figure out, you know, where into this, we can do that, you know, where, um, I mean, I would like to fill my days when my kids are at school. Um, so at some point here, and especially my youngest is eight. So I know that as they get older, that's also going to give me more time freedom. Yeah. Um, I know that John right now is currently, you know, going through some stuff medically and he's working on, on trying to get back in the gym more. So that of course will help us. Um, and I just, I keep looking for the right fit. I would love to bring in another trainer that wants to sublease space from us. At one point in time, we did have a gentleman that did martial arts and personal training and meditation. And he was a wonderful, just very organic fit, you know, like he, he belonged there. So, you know, I'm constantly talking to different people, just trying to find somebody that would maybe fit into, um, you know, our family and would be able to train more people. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Like we definitely need a team in place to be able to scale to, to higher heights. Um, it's hard. Uh, like we just talked about a few minutes ago. It's hard to do it on our own. There's only so much time in the day and, uh, you know, yeah. with kids and life and family and uh, business, it just, they seem to go by super quick. So it's like, how can we mm -hmm. fill our hours? Uh, you brought up that you, um, would look for trainers to rent space. Have you ever done it the other way? Just me thinking out loud where, uh, you know, you employ them and that you, you take a percentage of uh, their training or their con independent contractor, or have you guys, you, have you guys used the renting space process the whole time? Um, I mean, that's kind of what we did in the past with the, the gentleman that did the martial arts and yep. the personal training. It was basically, you know, he would pay us a percentage of his income. Okay. Um, so we're, we believe in being very fair, yep. you know, and we really, if somebody were to come in and be the right fit, our goal would to help make, help, make them be as successful as they can be because of course their success also helps with our success for sure for sure yeah 100%. so you know it does it has to be the right fit because we we do want to you know be very fair with with what we're asking in return um and you know it, it's just again trying to find that that fit is very you know i'm not i guess maybe i know i shouldn't be as picky but i am <laughs> Oh, you have to be. It's your business. It's like your baby. It's uh, but that is a thing now. People are having trouble finding uh, we'll say I don't know, re reliable, qualified coaches, trainers for their facilities. So it's definitely a, um, a part of the, a, a, an issue right now in the fitness industry. So it's not only you guys look. It's it's all yeah. over the country. So it's it is a thing, you know. And uh, that's probably another ten-hour conversation if we want if we wanted to go down that road. But um, exactly. Let's dive back into your members, Elizabeth. What um. Now, since you're personal training, mostly, I'm sure the retention rates are, are higher than, like, say, a Gold's Gym or a, a CrossFit. Oh, yeah. So 
what's retention look like for you guys? And what do you, what have you done to keep your members, clients engaged in your gym these past five years? Um, you know, I mean, people come in because they know it's, they know we're reliable. They know that they're going to come in, they're going to get a great workout. And in 30 minutes, 45 minutes, they're done. Um, you know, they don't have to worry about setting anything up, cleaning anything up. It's all done for them. Our retention has been very high. Like I said, aside from when John was injured and that kind of really, you know, it took us down to ground zero almost. Um, but as we're rebuilding and with our 50 to 60, you know, current customers, um, I mean, we're, we might not be right at a hundred percent, but we're pretty darn close to, um, and it's just the personal relationship. You know, I know every single one of my clients, I, they're, they're family to me, you know, they come in and I call it like your inner grr time, right? Like you can come into the gym and they can get out all their inner grr and they can just job, job, you know, carry on about anything that's going on in their life. And they can leave it on the gym floor and go about their day feeling feeling better about what they did. Yeah, it is. Uh, that's that's the main thing. Like that personal relationship that we get to get with our clients, we get to have with our clients. I think is obviously massive for retention. If we're in a big group or uh, a gold gym, that's pretty much very hard to um, you know to nurture that relationship. Do you guys do any events uh, like charity events or like anything you have scheduled on your calendar? Um, like Not sports? currently. We in the past have done. Um, I am also a part of, um, I'm an independent representative with Juice Plus. And so we've done like healthy, healthy living um, events, like salad jar events. I would like to get back into those. I feel like people are starting to get more comfortable. Um, But those, those were always really fun, you know, come in and everybody would bring, you know, a salad topping and we'd all walk around with our jars and build our salad jars and just you know, talk about, you know, trying to make better choices outside of the gym. And, you know, you put in all this effort here, take care of yourself out there. You're worth the effort. Um, so I would like to get into doing more of that. Um, I would in the future, John and I have talked several times about using our space to connect with people in the spinal cord injured community. Um, he is in an impartial, incomplete quad. So basically his spinal cord is compressed. So he has varying, um, use of his extremities and we would like to maybe try and provide a space for you know other members of the community that are spinal cord injured to come in and and be somewhere with people that you know can understand and connect to to what they're going through in their recovery process um so that's also something that's been you know on our minds once Mm -hmm. we kind of get better feet under us here um that'd be amazing uh yeah obviously um for people going through that similar issue, like to have some place where they can come and, you know, just share their experience and talk to people and like, you know, maybe uh, eventually find ways uh, to get better if possible. It's awesome you guys are open to doing that. And I think that brings us to our, what we talked about off camera before, like Fit Plus, uh, it's more than just working out and squats and uh, shoulder press and stuff. What other, we'll say services for lack of a better term, uh, Elizabeth, do you guys offer nutrition? You just brought up Juice Plus or so supplementation. Um, yeah health coaching of other kinds, what else uh, are you, are you offering now and things that you may also want to offer kind of like you just touched on with the uh, community group there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's nothing that we necessarily per se um, we don't generate revenue from any of the other services, but I mean, I've worked with people on, you know, trying to get on a healthier meal plan. Um, 
you know, just trying to discuss with people and, you know, it's part of the community, right? Is that people can come and be totally honest, like, and I just don't know how to get out of this rut. Like I had pizza again last night, you know, and you can actually just talk with everybody about like, well, today. And so just kind of within that, you know, um, within our small group or within our personal training, we definitely keep the door open for anybody that wants, you know, some advice or guidance with, you know, making the better choices the other 23 hours in the day. Um, So, you know, that's, you, you come in and you spend 30, 45 minutes here, that leaves you over 23 hours yeah. where you can completely cru- crush and undo all the good that you did in that 30 to 45 minutes. So, you know, do you want to go and beat your head against a wall or do you want to, you know, see progress? Do you want to feel better? Do you want to feel healthier? And, you know, just kind of helping people realize that the more that they make those decisions and the more habitual it becomes, the better they really do feel and the easier it does become. Yeah, I love that you brought up the, uh, and I, I actually wrote it down as you were talking and you just said it, the, the other 23, I call it, you know, the other 23 hours of the day. Yeah. It's so important. Um, do you guys do any kind of uh, communication with the with your clients, texting or like Facebook group or? Oh, or, yeah. You know, um, anything like that, yeah. Yeah, we're totally, I always... You know, I always end every small group that I, uh, that I coach with, you know, please, if there's anything I can do for you, never hesitate to reach out, never hesitate to reach out and ask me, um, you know, people will sh- shoot me a text message. I have a couple of women right now in particular that I do cook for um, one of John's clients. She's a cancer survivor. And so, so I meal prep for her and I'll, I'll send to them every Friday, you know, pictures of what I've cooked along with the, the recipes of what I've made so that, you know, they can kind of see what their week could look like moving forward. Like, okay, so if I just do this, this, and this, then next week, every night when I eat, when it's dinner time, instead of just like, gosh, face, like it's in your fridge, you know, it's healthy and it's just needs to be warmed up and off you go. That's yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, that's it. Yeah, that's really cool. You do. I love that. That's, that's uh, obviously an awesome thing for you to do. And I'm sure they appreciate that so much. What else, Elizabeth, um, from the standpoint of keeping members engaged in the other 23, like, are we on Facebook at all with a group like that? I'm yeah. just trying to, yeah, we are. Okay. So there's a group where they, where they can communicate with each other instead of us communicating with them, where members can talk to each other. Is that a thing? No, that's, and that's a really good point to bring up too, is, um, I mean, not everybody is on Facebook, but yeah. you know, our gym itself has a Facebook page. Um, but yeah, just trying to connect people. I mean, like I said, I have connected, you know, there's little subgroups throughout all of my groups that, you know, they all have like, we have a text message with this group of people or that group of people. So we do all, you know, somewhat touch base here and there. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, at one point I had started a Facebook page and it wasn't just specific to our gym. I guess it was maybe even more specific to women um, called Strong and Lovely. And it was just about, you know, again, ex- you know, trials and triumphs that you're going through, whether it's with your fitness, your diet, you know, just life, um, you know, trying to help people. You know, I did a, like a 30 day challenge where every day I, I would start with like an inspiring quote 
and what that kind of meant to me and where that can take you through your day. You know, I always joke that like Christopher Robin from Winnie the Pooh is like my hero because what he taught me was that if you just wake up, he said, it's a good day to have a good day. Yeah. And I was like, God, it, it is that simple. So it really is. Mindset is everything. And that's another part of our job that we get to do and to be to inspire people to, to do things that inspire them. You know, my grandfather yeah. always has this saying very similar to what you just said. I remember as a kid going, you know, anywhere I go with him to a store or whatever, uh, he, he'd always say, everybody asks him how you're doing today. He's always say every day is a good day. And he just said it, but the guy, the guy lives it too. And it's like, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a contagious feeling. So if we can give that to our clients every day, you know, whether it's through uh, verbiage or through uh, voice, you know, face to face is amazing. Elizabeth, what is, uh, what's like your end goal for the business for, for Fit Plus uh, five years from now? Is it another location? Is it moving out of where you are now to grow? Is it you taking a back seat and being more in a, like a CEO type role of, of the business? What, is, what do you think that looks like? Um, I mean, I, I definitely, I love what I do. So I, I definitely want to stay immersed in it. Um, I would love, I mean, five years, God, I hate to rush five years away, but you know, my kids will be older. That'll give me, you know, more time to be there. You know, I would love to, um, you know, host workshops just to help people with the other 23. You know, I would love to be able to work with, you know, again, the spinal cord injured community or, you know, like we've even been in contact John's a certified strength and conditioning coach and was a strength and conditioning coach for a few schools around here. We would love to get, um, our son is a wonderful cross country runner. We would love to, you know, help the cross country team, you know, help youth athletes as well. So, I mean, you know, that would be something wonderful for him to get back into coaching. So over the course of the next five years to have a safe environment for him to go to and do what he's passionate about. Um, you know, and then as far as me, I mean, I just love, I've loved helping women as they're getting older, just um, stay strong and see how beautifully they can age, you know, how beautifully they can go through the aging process instead of, you know, women are always hard on themselves as they get older. So, you know, over the course of the next five years, I would love to um, grow in that direction you know just like I said getting John back in the gym working with athletes and myself you know continuing down this path working with um you know everybody with like the diet and nutrition the other 23 but then on top of that just like I said the the women and aging I love it yeah uh basically serve more people and serve them uh better in the best way possible I love it I keep I love this yeah. other 23 word to keep using I think is uh so massive because yeah 30, 45 minutes to an hour in the gym, there's so much more time that uh, we can either be getting better or, or taking a step back. Yeah. So I love that you keep hitting on that. Um, that's amazing. Elizabeth, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Where can we find the listeners, find you on uh, social media, website, all that good stuff? Yep, we have a Facebook page. It's Fit Plus. And then our website is www.fitplusdublin.com. Um, so those are our, our two big... Uh, I guess, web, web appearances. Beautiful. Love it. Thank you so much for joining us, sharing your story today. We truly appreciate it. Thank you, Austin. I really appreciate it. Got it. You got it. And to everybody who listened, we appreciate you as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, as always, Jim Lords, we are out. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Wards podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke, and joining me on the show is Kane from Curran, Curran Sports and Fitness in Tawa City, Michigan. Welcome to the show, Kane. How are you? Great. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to have you here today. I appreciate you, first of all, taking time out of your busy day. You know, you're a trainer, you're a business owner, to sit down and have this conversation in hopes to give back to the industry a little bit. So I really appreciate you for that. Um, you know, before we really dive into the business, you know, what you have going on over there, first tell me, like, how long have you been in business? Like, what does that look like for you? We've been in business over 30 years. We um, basically opened up in 1989. Um, wow. I built this building from scratch, designed it up on my own plans, exactly where I wanted equipment, locker rooms, tanning room, et cetera. Nice. What sparked that kind of interest for you to open up this gym? Like, was this something that you always wanted to do ever since you were a young boy? <laughs> um, or is it something, you know, specific that kind of sparked your interest in opening up a gym? Yeah. At college, I started working at a health club. I started off as a janitor, got my personal training certification, moved down to the training floor and worked the front desk. So I sort of interned at a health club. And um, I was at Northwood Institute in Midland, Michigan. And that's what really sparked my interest right there, learning learning the back scenes of the gym business. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I think most of us, we get started kind of because we run into health and fitness at one point in our life, you know, maybe as a kid or maybe while we're in college or whatever. And it kind of sounds like that's what, you know, got you to where you are now. And you've had a business for 30 years. What I would love for you to do, Kane, is just give us your elevator pitch. Tell us who you guys are, the services that you provide, you know, paint that picture for us so that moving forward in this conversation, our listener kind of has an idea of who you are. Well, we have a fairly large cardio, cardio section. We're actually a very large club for um, being so far north in Oscoda in such a small demographic area. Um, we upgraded our equipment um three times over the years we keep very modern equipment and cardio uh, we've been through fitness classes and decided what things do and don't work um and thought population um changes we had an air force base here that closed down we lost seven thousand people that was a challenge to stay 
stay strong in the early 2000s. Wow. So this is a, just to clarify for the listeners here, this is a kind of 24-7, you know, open facility. Is that correct? That's the best thing I could ever do here. We limit our hours, say, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday and smaller weekend hours, but people can come and go. We have a standard membership and a 24-hour membership they can purchase. Nice. After hours is after seven o'clock at night, we probably still put on um, about 50 people through through the next morning. So definitely, are- it's definitely a good advantage to have that 24 seven kind of available, especially for career workers, like, you know, firefighters, police, nurse, things like that. You know, they, they can't come in ner- during normal business hours. So that really puts you at an advantage because not all gyms are, are offering that option. Um, so definitely an attractive option for people. Now, let me ask you, Kim, do you guys have any other services? I know that you said that, that you dabbled in the group fitness thing and it didn't really work out for you guys, but are you offering one-on-one training, semi-private, you know, anything like that that people can take advantage of? We do. I have pretty much seven clients um, steady through the week. And we have another female trainer that has three or four steady clients. We do a basic package for members, say for $75, we'll do three basic training sessions to get them started. And if they want to go on down the road, we do one-on-one training for higher sessions where we basically, they don't want to think for themselves. They want us to stand on top of them and um, beat them up. Yeah, some people, some people need that. Um, you know, I know for myself, like I could not walk into an open gym kind of atmosphere and be motivated enough to actually do a workout. That's why I typically do group fitness or like a one-on-one situation. Um, and so that's great that you offer that. Um, so, you know, let's kind of get an idea of size wise. So like, you know, square footage of the facility that you're in, how big is that right now? And does that have something, has that kind of evolved? Cause it sounds like you had a group fitness room and now you filled it with equipment and, and just kind of let us know about that, that kind of story. So our, our main room is just over 6,000 square feet. We added an addition, another 2000 square feet on where we had fitness classes. Um, we did that for again, a couple of years and it, just didn't generate enough income for us to make it worthy of that, keeping that room busy and full. So we ended up adding drop-in classes and purchasing, a, say, a life fitness large circuit circuit course with about 15 new machines, and we put them in a back room. And so they have two areas to work out now, and it thins the crowd out in the first room a lot. So we, we can look, our parking lot can be, parking lot can be full, yet you walk into the facility, everybody's spread it out and not on top of each other. Yeah, for sure. I think um, that's, you know, you did what you, you, you had to do. You weren't seeing, you know, the group fitness to be profitable for your space. So you filled it with equipment that, you know, your members want, your members need. You're giving them, you know, what they ask for essentially. That's, you know, a a wonderful thing as a business owner. Um, So right now, how many people are you currently servicing? We have approximately 650 members right now. Wow. So that's, that's pretty, that's pretty heavy. Are you guys at, 
are you at a point where you're comfortable stopping or are you, you know, looking, constantly looking to welcome in new faces into the facility? We're always advertising for new faces. We have a a lot of people moving into our area now. We have a SpaceX program coming where they'll be launching rockets from a retired Air Force base that's um, about 13 miles away. We have continued new members coming in that um, are from the bigger cities and weren't expecting to see the type of facility that we offered. We were expecting a small town gym, sort of dungy. And um, we, again, we keep our facility very... Um, very new in equipment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely something that's going to pull people in. Now, you said that you guys are constantly advertising, being that you're in a community that's kind of blossoming and growing. So, you know, how are you advertising? What does that look like? So with the realtors, we're in their books on a page. So new people coming into town looking for housing, going through the realtors, get this book handed to them to show what the community offers. Um, local campgrounds, the same thing. They put on booklets together to hand out to their um, seasonal people and their um, weekend vacationers. Everybody's always traveling and looking for a place to train. And um, probably Facebook is our, our, our Facebook and um Word of mouth is probably our, our biggest source. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, you mentioned the realtor, the, the realtor booklet and, you know, word of mouth, Facebook, you know, the social media, those are all wonderful places to pull clients in, especially like people that are new to the community and the younger generations, like they're all on Facebook right now. Like that's, that's the thing, you know, people are spending so much time on their phones. Think about the past few years. What have people done? They've sit in their houses, on their computers, in their phone. They're working from their phones. They're working from their, their computers. So with the Facebook thing, you know, what does that look like for you? Is it organic posting? Do you guys do paid advertising, you know, like kind of paint that picture for us. Facebook's just for keeping things that are common and happening fresh. Um, again, we're a, we're a health club and we're a, a sporting goods store combination. So they combine our advertising together in the ads saying we're, we're more than just a gym. Um, yeah, totally. So, so, but like with the Facebook thing, I understand that like, you know, you're posting, um, how do I say this? You're posting like what's happening in the gym, but are you guys putting a dollar behind the post to reach people or are you just kind of posting organically and reaching the people that are already kind of following you? Right. We're just, we're um, advertising to our, over, most of them are our followers, followers right now. Nice. Other 25% are again, new people coming into area our vacationers coming into the area that are looking for a walk-in facility or for a mm -hmm. seven-day pass while they're here for a week or so. Yep. Um, so have you ever thought about, um, you know, looking um, into the paid advertising side of things on Facebook, Instagram to reach people within your community even further? Like you said, you're looking, you're always looking to welcome in new faces. Is that an avenue that you guys have gone down before? 
Um, we've played around with Instagram a little bit. But again, we're in such a small town that we're on the main highway coming in and you can't miss us. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows who we are. And if there's someone new coming into town, they right away that it's being passed on to them that we do have a nice fitness facility in the area for them to check out and try. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think a lot of times, you know, people aren't necessarily looking, you know, for a gym, right? They're they're typically looking for a result, right? So people might be, you know, feeling unhappy with the way that they feel, feeling unhappy with the way that they look. And so if they were, you know, if you're that kind of dodo bird on the side of their head, like you keep popping up on social media, when they're driving by your facility, on the real estate books, like all of these different places, the more places you can get out there and constantly be that reminder, eventually when they're ready to see that transformation, whether it be mentally, physically, they will come in and and they'll visit your facility. Um, So right now, do you guys kind of have an avatar? Do you have a typical kind of client that you're seeing come into the gym? We have all ages. Um, the, the challenging part with the 24 hours is we have a lot of younger kids, high school, 18-year-olds. They have to be at least 18 to have 24-hour access. There's just too much mischief that takes place when then there's no one in there controlling. Mm-hmm. And we're still trying to please our senior crowd, so it's a, we're not quite a, a planet, fat, fit, planet fitness atmosphere. Right. Trying to keep it comfortable for them so there's not someone pounding weights, deadlifting, slamming weight stacks around. Yeah, totally. It's all about respect in in that kind of atmosphere there. So um, yeah, I guess the next question that I have for you, Kane, and I think that this is where our listeners can really pull a lot of value. And that is the idea of, you know, what's a challenge? What's a bottleneck for you guys that you're facing within the business that if you don't clear it out of the way here in a timely manner, in the future, it might hold you back from that idea of growth or steady steadiness. There's a, a number of, I won't say there's one big thing, but there's just a number of small items from the music we play in the background. There's always someone that wants something different. Then again, 60% of the people wearing earbuds and they aren't paying any attention to the music in the background, but you'd just be surprised at trying to keep the music for seniors and for the younger guys acceptable. Right. Um, okay. So, so, so you would say the problems that you, you're currently facing, the challenges are more so within the member side of things, like the, the, the atmosphere of the right. facility. Okay, got it. Keeping the person Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely hard when you are kind of, you know, dealing with a larger demographic of people like you're not you don't have just young people and you don't have just, you know, the older crowd, you have a little bit of everything. And it's hard to kind of, you know, distinguish what is the best option for, for, for both kind of crowds. So what are you actively doing to kind of overcome that challenge? Um. Let me jump back a little bit. Our first 10 years in business, we allowed, say, hardcore powerlifting to go on. And we noticed that that deterred a lot of our seniors and they left the facility because it was just too shocking of a noise for them. Or say our freeway area is right behind the treadmills and someone will be walking under the treadmills and someone will slam some weights and they'll be startled by it. Mm. 
noisiness as far as the guys grunting. Again, we're not a planet's fitness atmosphere, but we don't um, allow them to scream loudly as they train, which you can still train semi-quiet without disturbing other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Weight limits um, on equipment, or I mean time limits on equipment. We have some machines we just have one of that um, everybody wants to use. So we actually have to put signs up for everything to say, please, 30 minutes use and let the next person come through. Okay, yeah. So just creating that, you know, atmosphere that is friendly for all of your members. I mean, that kind of sounds like where you're at right now. Um, so, you know, the next question that I have for you is, you know, talk about that, that client experience. So somebody calls the gym and they're like, hey, you know, I'm interested in a membership or I'm interested in becoming a member, what does that process look like after that? Well, we definitely want to get them in the facility and we want to give them a tour. Um, we do not push our sales hard. We walk them around and show them the facility and say, we've been here 30 years. Um, we, um, you don't need to jump on us right away. There are a couple other facilities to look at. So we're very confident in our facility and its uniqueness again, so the demographics of the population where we're located up north here. Yeah, so. for sure. So, um, you know, basically just somebody inquires for information and then after that, it's, it's a pretty easy process to get them committed. Um, what are the membership options that you have available? Are people paying month to month? Are they paying for the year in full? Like what kind of options do people have to take advantage of when they're looking to become a member? So we do have daily walk-ins. We do have punch cards where you can save a few bucks for like a seven visit or a 14 visit stay. Those punch cards don't expire. And then we go into basic one month, three months, six months and yearly packages. And those are sold for a standard membership. So they have access to the facility during staffed hours and 24 hour access where they pay a little extra so they can come and go seven days a week. Okay, got it. What would you say is your bread and butter membership? Are people taking advantage of that year deal or is it more so, you know, that month to month kind of member? Yearly is by far the cheapest way to go for them. And um, this is, they're not just coming in to work out for a month or two and 80% 80 of the time, this is their lifestyle that they're here year round. Yep. We do offer a, a, what we call a membership freeze or if your membership's paid off, you can say pay $5 and deactivate, deactivate your membership. So when our summer comes here, we get three months of summer and everybody wants to be outside. So a lot of people will deactivate their membership and do their activities outside and reactivate it in the fall. Yeah, when you, when you give people that option, you know, usually they're going to take advantage of it. But do you see that that has, has caused a negative effect or a positive effect on the business side of things, like revenue-wise? Um, the majority of our members pay in full. Right. So we're not, we're not calculating our um, monthly income throughout the year quite as strictly as you would be if you're just totally relying on membership payments and, and then keeping up on their payments, not, get, not getting delinquent because they're not coming in for say. 
Right. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I think, you know, from my experience in the CrossFit facility, we did offer the year in full. And what, what I would see happen with that is like, oh, you know, I'm going out of town for the month. I want to freeze my membership for the month. And then, you know, they leave for the month. We, we pause the membership. It gets extended by a month. And then the next thing comes around. Uh, my, my, my wife is, or my, <laughs> my daughter's getting married. I'm going away for the, for the month. And then, you know, you keep doing it. You keep making these exceptions. And then the, it keeps getting pushed out, pushed out, pushed out. Their membership gets pushed out. And then like, instead of us, you know, getting another year in full payment, like 12 months from the time that they signed up, it ends up being like 15 months later that we're getting paid the next time. So that's kind of why I asked that because that's something that I've ran into that was, you know, a little bit of a challenge within the business. I'd yeah. say so, almost 60% of the people that deactivate their memberships for us are snowbirds. And they're actually the ones that are here all summer and they disappear in November and come back mm -hmm. right now in May. And the others are business workers who have to go for business travels. So I'd probably say only about 25% of our membership freezes are, are ones that they can leave it unfreeze for up to six months and we'll send them. Oh, away. wow. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Cool. So final question that I have for you, and this tends to be a lengthier question, which is totally fine. Uh, is, you know, what's your end goal here? You've had this business for 30 years, right? You know, how much longer are you going to do this? First of all, like, I would love to know what, what this looks like for you. And then also for the business, what's, what, what's the ideal picture with this business? Well, my end game, I actually have the facility for sale right now. I do have a really nice land contract offer in. I'm not in a hurry to sell and I'm just not looking for a land contract because I've seen too many smaller businesses and clubs around the, the state that, have sold that way and my cardio gets beaten down and the um, membership drops off. The owner ends up having to take it back over and trying to rebuild the business. Um, hit me with the rest of those questions that just they slipped my mind. Yeah, no, no, that's cool. So you, you know, you're looking at, you know, what's the exit plan for you, but you want to make sure that you have somebody that's going to come and take over and still run this in a successful way. You know, you've had this for 30 years. It's clean. You have right. nice, safe equipment, a wonderful atmosphere, but you don't want just anybody to take over. And I think, you know, that's a challenge, right? You're looking for that exit route, but it can be hard to find that right person. Um, so, you know, what, what are you actively doing to kind of get the word out or are you um, that you're, you know, looking for somebody to take over? Do you have anybody in mind that you'd like to take over? Or are you just kind of like waiting for the right person to come knocking? I'm, we have realtor who is handling the business. Mm -hmm. um, again, for here, for our demographics, we're looking for that one person out of a million that wants to move to a small town and take over a large facility. And we do have a fairly high price on it because we are so built up and modernized and we know how much we have into our equipment, our building, prop, property, parking lot, and the works. Yeah, yeah, so for sure. One person's out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of finding that, that right person and 
I think that's definitely a challenge in itself. Um, you know, you have expectations, even though this might not after you sell him, it's not your baby anymore. You still want to see it do well. Right. It's like right. when, when you send your kid off to college, like, you know, wonderful. They're out of the house. You don't have to feed them anymore, but then you, you still want to see them do well. You still want to make sure that they're eating dinner every night, same kind of thing. Um, so thank you for sharing that with us. And I am excited to, for you to have the opportunity to be able to step away and find the right owner and, you know, enjoy a little free time. Gym owner life is not all rainbows and unicorns all the time. So you'll get a little chance to, to rest. That's just it. It's um, self-imprisoned, self-employed, 24 hours a day. We're monitoring security cameras all night, making sure everybody's behaving. Um, yeah. It's just, I firmly believe an owner needs to be present so you can work with member relations to being flexible enough that he knows how to repair his equipment so there's not downed equipment machines yeah. out, of, out of order and that sit for weeks and weeks and weeks and not get repaired yeah for sure definitely um a it's a grind and i think we can easily be distracted by all the fancy fun stuff um the the stuff that gets us excited in the beginning but then very quickly you've got all these kind of different things going on um you know equipment breaks you got membership drama you got billing issues like it's so much so taxing um so it will be good that you'll finally after 30 years get a chance to take a little break from that um what are you gonna do like well after you sell the gym what's your plan I, I definitely wouldn't step away from the gym. I'd still like to take clients on the side, mm -hmm. for sure. Get a little, get a little training in, but not have to worry about all the, the nitty gritty business stuff. That's awesome. I, I expect to stay with them six months to a year plus, so they don't fail. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's so vital. That's so vital. So. Final question I have for you, and I don't always ask this, but since you have 30 years of experience here, give me a word of advice. Tell me something that you wish somebody told you at the very beginning. Um, I'd say money management. We have seasons where we're busy. We have seasons when we're, when we're slow for a health club. So you have to put that money away and plan your spending and your budget ahead of time that's really hard to do when you're within your first year or two inside the business so may may june would be a quiet time for us and september october until snow starts to flop i could give away a membership and they still wouldn't come in right so just just needing to, needing to know how to, to plan to spend your funds a budget but a budget according to your area, your again, your demographics, and if you're if you're a big city, people train year round. You're a smaller town, again, they'll take the summers off or time off, and they'll maintain come get in out of the cold in the winter time for activity. Yeah, I think that's a great you know tip or reminder. And and like I said a few minutes ago, like in this business, it's really easy for us to get distracted by the fancy stuff. Um, so you know, it goes back to spending money as well. I think especially the younger crowd, right? We're so intrigued by 
the new fancy technology, the new fancy equipment that we could get into our facility. But we really, to be successful, you need to set a budget. You need to stick to it. And all of that stuff will come with time. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that with us. And that's a really wise reminder. Um, where, what is your website or where can our listeners find you if they're interested in checking out the facility? Um, HuronSports.net. We'll give you a general idea of what we are. Again, we're half health club, health sporting goods store. And I use, we use that to balance out. In summer, we're selling water sports and um, mountain bikes and O'Brien tubes and outdoor stuff. We don't cool. sell retail wise in the wintertime. So for me, comment, com combining a business like this, I never have a down period. I can always plan on seasonally what, what's going to happen financially for us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I appreciate you sharing that, you know, with us. Um, Kane, thank you for being here today. Your wisdom is very much appreciated. Um, and, you know, like hearing from you, somebody who has been doing this for 30 years, it's, it's helpful for those that, that newer crop that's getting into this business. Maybe they're opening up a open kind of gym like yours. So I really appreciate it. Um, for our listeners, thank you guys as well. You know, hopefully you were able to pull some value from this episode. Don't forget if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for a future episode here at the Gym Lords podcast to talk about your take within the fitness industry, fill out the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.